it's time for another episode of Long-Legged Beasties, the podcast that puts horror movies in their proper place. I'm Susan Arndt, and with me is Brian Crescenti. Hi there. I'm mad at our listeners right Uh-oh. now. Yes. Okay. So if you're new to the show, first of all, welcome. But backers get to vote on the movies that we cover in the show. And we gave them... We give them three every week, and they voted for this week's, and I'm not happy about it. Jennifer's Body. Jennifer's Body. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I, I knew, I think we'd had a little discussion. You had mentioned that there were things you had you had taken issue with yep. about the movie. Yep. Um, so I watched it with that in mind, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what, was this the thing? Yeah. <laughs> like throughout the whole movie. So I'm very curious what your thoughts are uh, about this Oh yeah, oh, particular movie. And I have thoughts, let me tell you. But before we get into that, let's explain what we mean when we say that we're putting horror movies in their proper place. Yes, so what that means is that we are categorizing them. So uh, as opposed to just saying that they are horror movies, we are adding uh, categories and then subcategories based on what is scary about them or what scares the fictional characters in the fictional world of said movie. So, for instance, we use seven uh, overarching categories. Those are creature, gore, killer, paranormal, psychological, science, and nature. And then we'll come up with, once we've, we've decided, settled on one of those, we will come up with a subcategory, usually firing from the hip. Um, but an example might be creature and giant monster. So, like, Godzilla maybe would fall into that. That yeah. category and subcategory. Mm-hmm. So that's how it that's how it that's how we roll here at Long Legged Beasties. Yes. And I I actually put Jennifer's body up for the vote because it's one of those horror movies that gets talked about a lot. And when it came out originally, it it definitely got a lot of negativity directed towards it for two reasons. First, it's ri- written by Diablo Cody, who also wrote Juno. And it stars Megan Fox. And that was during the time when a lot of really nasty things were being said about Megan Fox, who was starring in the in the Transformers movies. And there was just, it got decimated. Since then, people have revisited it and said it's a classic, it's great, it's misunderstood, it didn't get a fair shake so on and so forth. So I was interested to finally watch it myself. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Let's so, go, go over the plot first. Exactly. Can... <laughs> yes. So the plot is, uh, it's about high school, a, a pair of high school friends, Jennifer and her friend Anita, who whose nickname is Needy. They've been friends since they were playing in a sandbox together. Now they're, I think, seniors in high school. And Jennifer is a cheerleader and Needy works on the yearbook and dates someone in marching band. So those are the two social circles that they work in. They go out to a local dive bar one night to go see this indie band that Jennifer wants to see. They, the the band ends up uh, setting the club on fire so the place burns down as it's burning to the ground they say hey jennifer and needy why don't you come hang out in our really cool van 
they're actually Satanists and they sacrifice Jennifer to become famous. They have a ritual that they got off the internet and they go to town on Jennifer with a knife so that they can become rich and famous. Jennifer, however, problem is they thought Jennifer was a virgin, which she hasn't been since junior high. So she doesn't die. Instead, she becomes possessed by a demon or demonic energy or some bad juju. This manifests in once a month, give or take. She has to eat somebody. And if she doesn't, she starts to look all gross and she's tired and she's sad. And then she goes and eats somebody. And then, you know, her skin looks great. Her hair looks great. She's really happy. And most importantly, is basically unkillable if she she's got like wolverine style healing so she starts going through boys at school needy eventually figures this out and kills her which leads to her being locked up in a mental institution at least briefly (sighs) all right (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. How do you want to tackle this? Okay. Do you want to? Here, you want to okay. Uh, so here's. Go ahead. Get 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 your your venture spleen. Venture spleen. I, I don't. Uh, first of all, you either like Diablo Coding's writing or you don't. That is just a fact. There is no in between on that. It's a. It has a very distinct style. Her dialogue, and I hate. It. It's, <laughs> I'm in the other camp, though. I I wouldn't say I love it. Yeah, I, I, but I I lean towards liking it strongly. It's 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 very artificial to me. Yes, and that it really bugs me when I'm presented with a situation that is supposed to be relatable every day, and then you have people talking the way no human on this earth talks. Right. So there's that. But that's a stylistic choice. I don't have a problem with it. Like, I don't personally like it, but it's a stylistic choice. And just like, uh, you know, costuming is a choice. And the soundtrack is a choice. And all of those things are choices. And it's one I don't personally care for, but that's okay. The big problem I have is there is no reason. None. Zero. Not anything is ever given to us as to why we should believe these two women are friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the the idea is they're not friends and that there's this artificiality that they, that one is taking advantage of the other and the other has been sort of tricked into believing that they're friends. But we don't, we don't see a lot of that. We see flashbacks, but even those are very brief. Well, exactly. But that's so tired. That's such a trope. Basically, Jennifer is a mean girl. Needy is, and Needy follows her around like a puppy because- (laughs) Needy follows her name. Yeah, yeah, Needy follows her name. And despite the fact that Needy has a, a boyfriend who adores her, 
is very well liked, is friends with all sorts of people at school. She continues to follow Jennifer around like a puppy. And then Jennifer is a demon and she's even more of a mean girl. That's not interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, like I get it. And I think that there are a lot of tropes in here. I mean, also the fact that Needy is like, has frazzled hair and wears glasses and is on the high school yearbook, but like really is attractive. It's like that always comes a shit out of me. It's like, what are you talking about? She's very pretty. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's Amanda Seyfried for uh, anybody who hasn't seen the movie. Very, very pretty girl. Not goddess like the way Megan Fox is. Let's be fair. Megan Fox, beautiful young woman. Sure. Right. (laughs) But yeah, not, but, but I also, I don't, think i don't think the movie portrays needy as being that stereotypical uggo right i think she's because because she is so she's popular right no she they don't embrace it but they certainly sort of lean towards her being the the ugly girl in, right in the group right and it's like that is so hilarious because like she's absolutely not the ugly girl uh, in any group I, <laughs> yeah yeah i know i know and that's and that's the problem that i have with it because the, because what what's really important to the movie is her devotion is needy's devotion to jennifer and if we had if we had seen that jennifer was genuinely supportive of her. Like, okay, she's a mean girl to everybody else in school, but genuinely loves Needy and is there to help her out and wants her to be happy and be a success and all that. Then I could take that journey because that that's more interesting to me. Like, yes, I understand that in your experience with Jennifer, she's a horrible person, but this is who she is to me. Yeah, I, I think this movie suffers from something I think that a, a lot of movies do sometimes and that they in that they want to they condense the experience because they want to focus on all the blood yeah. and all of the stuff going on. So instead of showing you that, they're just telling you. They're like just believe us yeah. that these two have a history and that they really are friends, but we're not going to show you any evidence of that. Yeah. I mean the, the fact that they they both wear the the little BFF necklaces right. is a really sweet note because of course needy would wear something like that but jennifer does too yeah and and there there are like some superficial things where you know she wants to hang out with her she doesn't make fun of her she doesn't do all the other tropes right right but she's in no way like she's still like the bad influence and you know we all know as the viewers immediately she's not really your friend right 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 it i wish I wish they had done more of that work because at the end of the movie, Needy and Jennifer have this scene where Needy calls Jennifer out on how insecure she is. And we, yeah. we see that uh, through, a, through another event that we'll get to in a bit, that her whole – she's that girl in town who understands that her power came from being the pretty high school girl – and that's about to be over and yeah. she's got nothing so that would have been very interesting yeah i, I yeah and it is I, you're right because i think when you talk when we go back and and look at what you were saying at the beginning about how this movie was received and then re sort of examined and 
received a much better, mm-hmm. uh, had a much better reception. I think that's because there is some really interesting stuff here. There is a lot about the idea of uh, women feeling like they have to use their bodies mm-hmm. and the idea of uh, femininity and the idea of sort of uh, the relationship between girls growing up. I think all of that is really fascinating, but it is sort of the underpinnings are missing yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And and the the competition that exists between women, you know, yeah, right. you can you can dress cute, but not the way I dress cute. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. The the problem is we never get it's like if they had started a week earlier in the movie, yeah. I think it would yeah. have been good. But they yeah. didn't. Like the first time we see them, we well, it's need it's through Needy's narration. But even in her narration, she mentions the thing you just said, where she's like, Oh, I'm allowed to I forgot how she put it. I could show up basically I could show I could show off my butt but not my boobs. Yeah. Because that's that's Yeah, I can uh, show I can show my stomach but not my cleavage because that's Jennifer Shtick. Yeah. And it's like, well, she doesn't seem like a very good friend. <laughs> yeah. And I just I just wish because Jennifer's she's just mean to everybody. She does not have a nice word, literally, for anyone in the entire movie. Not the guy she's sleeping with, not her supposed yeah. best friend, not the kid asking her for a date. Literally no one. Yeah. It's yeah, and, why? and she and, Yeah. The, and the line between her being uh, a mean girl and being a demon mean girl is just that she's eating people. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. She's not meaner. Yeah. <laughs> she's just the outcome's different is all. <laughs> yeah, and 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 maybe that's the point. Yeah, but maybe. I and if if so, I find that to be a an unexplored point. I I just need to point out. Yes. Since since you. Madame, mm-hmm. we're pointing the finger at me at being a horror snob. Which you week. are, you absolutely are. Yes, <laughs> I am gonna. I'm gonna turn that around on you and say you're being the horror snob this week. Wait, why? <laughs> because you're you're getting hung up on the details of the plot. What? No, because I don't. No, 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 no. The what? The, okay, the details that you get hung up on are like, where did these guys get this ritual? <laughs> That's the like, internet. Yeah. That's the kind of detail you get hung up on. Like, wait a minute, didn't they have to do X, Y, Z? And it's just, it just suddenly happens. I, I need to know more. Like, that's the kind of thing you get hung up on. I'm talking about uh, what I wish was in the movie that is not. I I think it's a different form of snobbery is what I am saying. Well, we'll let, uh, yeah, I, oh, I know what you're saying. I just think you're wrong. <laughs> so we'll, I, I will be very curious to hear what our listeners think uh, after uh, this comes out and they can. Yes. They can argue with us, See, among us, among themselves. Among, yes. So, okay. But like, uh, I have to say, like, I agree with everything you say wholeheartedly. Yeah. That said, I still enjoyed the movie. I thought it was, I mean, uh, putting aside what I, essentially being willing to accept that mm-hmm. they were friends because they said so. Right. I think if you could do that, the rest of the movie is actually I think it's got some really funny, uh, like snarky moments. Like I love J.K. Simmons. I think he's such oh, a he's great so character. Good. He's, he's so, so good. He's so good in this movie. <laughs> and why? Why did they give him like a why not the <laughs> hand thing? Yeah, it's has, so great. He has a prosthetic. They never explain it. No, he has a prosthetic <laughs> hook hand because because he does. He has this magnificent head of curly hair and a Minnesotan accent. It's yeah. wonderful. So I, I feel like J.K. Simmons came on set like that, and they're like, what? And they're like, this is what I'm doing. And they're like, okay. 
Yeah, I would believe that. <laughs> I would absolutely believe that. And to be clear, I I think I also enjoyed the movie in that it's really very well made. Yeah. It is well directed. It is very well paced. And it does some some really interesting, cool things. My my disappointment with it comes from man, this it if it had just pushed a little harder, it could have been spectacular. And oh, I mean, you know, I'm never going to like it as much as uh, you, for example, because the writing just just grinds my gears. But that's just a that's just an yeah. aesthetic choice. Yeah, I, I like for me, I I like the writing. I'm well aware that it's not realistic, but yeah. to me, that that adds to the charm of the movie. Like. I feel like it's almost tongue in cheek. Like everybody knows that nobody really talks that way, but well, it makes I, it. It is supposed kitchen. to be a comedy, right? Or, or at least lean in that direction. Yeah. Which I didn't. I don't think it's funny. I don't think yes. that's a. I don't think that's bad. Yeah, you're right. No, I. It, it's weird. It's it's one of those movies that sort of falls. Like, I know, I feel like, and I think everybody who watches this probably thinks this, like, it feels like it was trying to be Heathers, and it's absolutely mm. not Heathers. Like, Heathers yeah. nails Heathers, and yeah. no, uh, maybe one day someone else will nail Heathers the way that movie did, but that's a hard thing to get right. Yeah. And they sort of dance around it a little bit, but it's not there. It doesn't come close. Um, but it's it's quirky, and it's got fun moments, and it's just sort of, like you said, it's so, it's so it's sort of a beautiful movie to watch in terms of the pieces coming together nicely yeah. that it's just, it's just fun. It's just fun to sit there and enjoy it and kind of soak in it. Yeah. It, I, yeah. And it, I have to say what, something I really liked was the effect of, so she, so, so Jennifer, the ritual does not go as planned. The band all buggers off. She, they think she's dead. She has been uh, stabbed but is not dead and not really suffering from it. Actually, she wanders out of the woods covered in blood, just head to toe, finds her way to Needy's house. And what happens there is she vomits up this black spiky substance which I thought was really cool. Like that was a really interesting way to visually manifest this idea that there's yeah. something in her that shouldn't yeah, was, be. And it's very weird. It's I, I like the touch because it's unexplained and it's not mm -hmm. it's not her vomiting up black stuff. The black stuff like moves around and it's yeah. like you said it looks like it has needles in it or something. It's like sharp looking when it's on the ground. And, and it, I think that's really fascinating. And also looks like it might be kind of alive. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's just, it's just atypical of, of this sort of thing. And even though the whole eating people is not necessarily the freshest idea, you know, vampires. Hmm, yeah. I, I still feel like the way this is handled, because she doesn't, she's not a vampire. She's not out every night trying to suck blood. It's just she eats somebody and then she's fine for a while until she isn't. And then she eats somebody run, else. Yeah, when she runs low. Yeah. She needs a little I, top I, up. 
the the best uh, I, I, another quirky thing. Like J.K. Simmons is, you know, the embodiment of this in the film. But there's a scene when uh, Jennifer, the first time we see her, I think it's the first time we actually see her kill somebody. Uh, she uh, gets this jock, this football player, yeah. who doesn't seem super, super sharp, uh, out into the woods and starts making out with him. And as they start to make out, animals start sort yeah. of <laughs> gathering around to watch. And they never explain it. I mean, no. the, the, the football player looks around. He's like, what? <laughs> and and there's like, you know, squirrels and deer. And it's not ominous. It's just weird. They're just, yeah. They're just like, oh, hey, look at that. Although, and this is, okay. Now this, this is an example of me pulling a Brian. Uh-oh. It really bothered me that the deer was then nosing around in his corpse. Yeah, I know. Because yeah, they're herbivores. Like, see, see, that's not being, that's not being snobby. It took you out of the experience. It did. Also, I resent calling it a Bean O'Brien. <laughs> That's totally going to come up again. I'm not going to lie about that. I refuse to let like, go of that. You know what's cool? Uh, I only knew this when I was looking through the uh, the credits. Chris Pratt is in this movie. Yeah, he's he's the boyfriend. He's the uh, the guy the who's cop. It, the cop, the the one who's yeah. still in the academy. Yeah, he's in the movie for like three minutes. Yeah, and, and it. Like, I, honest to God, not only did I not recognize him, when I saw he was in it and saw who he was, I went back and looked and I was like, oh my God, I barely recognized him knowing it was Chris Pratt. Yeah. Yeah. He's a baby. He's a baby in this movie. He is, yes, he's very, very young. It's, uh, yeah, he just shows up to establish, his whole purpose in the film is to establish that Jennifer is not a virgin. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's it. Oh, and like later on, she says something about how she's got the uh, um, the police force in her pocket because she's sleeping with him. Right, 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 like, right. It's a throwaway right. line. Yeah, yeah, it's not really. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's interesting because you know if you look at the plot, uh, it quickly initially there's this thing about her just going out and trying to survive, but yeah. it quickly becomes this thing where she is obviously bothered by needy yeah and wants wants needy's boyfriend because needy has needy's boyfriend Mm -hmm. and that's when it sort of takes this shift into becoming more about that relationship which as you pointed out isn't well established at the beginning yeah and i i wish that that was more that they they connected those dots better because you're you're absolutely right although the it also has to be said that the we we find out later that Jennifer killed the exchange student from India. Now that was the very first person that she killed, and that was more a oh, right. I, I I'm starving and I don't know what to do. Like I don't know what's going on. I just know I'm hungry. Kind of situation. But that's also somebody that Needy had pointed out, which is very interesting. Yeah, you know it's actually funny because uh, it is a total. He's he's unfortunately used as sort of a gag twice. Yeah. Because like he's standing there sort of by himself in this bar and like the roof just does like a Bugs Bunny collapse on him. Yeah. And seemingly pancakes him. Yeah. And like it's done as sort of a joke. And then later they you see him wandering and uh, again, Jennifer's like, so uh, no one knows you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, boy. You're not going to have a good night, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry. This is the end of your exchange. Eh. Yes. But I, I do, because that's a really good point. 
at very first, Jennifer is is eating because she has to eat. And she just grabs the first person to hand. After that, she starts selecting victims. And the first one she makes a point of choosing is somebody that Needy says is cool. It's this goth kid, comes up, asks Jennifer out on a date. Jennifer's like, gah, as if. And then Needy's like, no, he's a really nice guy. And I think he's really cool. At which point Jennifer says, yeah, hey, come over to my house. She lures him over to a remote location and kills him. And then after that, it's Needy's boyfriend. And I I wish the movie did more to establish, I am taking these things away from you so that you you need me more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it is, you know. It's like the more you like a lot of movies, I think, especially horror movies, the more you examine them, the easier it is to sort of start seeing these flaws. Yeah. Um, This is certainly not a movie that's going to hold up to any sort of any level of scrutiny um, because there are like there's tons of that, you know, where they don't explain something or they take these weird right turns. Um, And, you know, you know, I think watched mentally out of focus if that makes any sense absolutely best way absolutely the best way to see it like you just lay back you maybe drink a beer you enjoy the movie it's like it's like watching uh stormtroopers no uh space uh starship i can't think of the name of any movies anymore starship what is it called starship start the one with the bugs yes starship troopers starship troopers i knew the storm was not in there and my brain was like no it's in there yeah, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers is one of those movies that's like, it's a bad movie. but no, I it's not. It's genius. Every time I see it, it's like, I've got to watch this movie. I've got to watch it one more time. But like, what I'm saying is if you sit down and try to pick it apart, it's like, oof, there's all these weird issues with it. True. But it's, it's so fun to watch. It's I, such a fun movie. Here's the thing. I do not disagree with what you're saying at all. Well, I disagree that Starship Troopers is a bad movie. I think it's genius. And I don't think you have to. It's bad. It It's badness is on purpose. Like it's part of the whole, you know, would you like to know more? Like, stop it. Come on. But here's, and, and normally with horror movies. Yeah. I am. I am happy to just watch out of, you know, out of brain focus, as you put it, I actually really like that. Cause I think that's a really great way to express it. Horror movies. So rarely have well-written women, that when one gets like 75% of the way there and then duffs it, it yeah. really pisses me off. Right. You're like, finally, nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Didn't nope. happen. Nope. And there was opportunity here. You exactly. Had a, I know you don't like her, but she's a well-regarded writer. She is, yes. Knows how to deal with these topics. Yep. And two women who, uh, depending on what you think about uh, about Megan Fox, who are well-regarded. Uh, and I think yet, she does a fantastic job in the movie. Yeah, I think I think both of them are amazing in the movie. Agreed. I, I really, Agreed. really like. Uh, I think the acting throughout is fantastic. I agree. Um, and the band, I love the band. They're so great. They're so they're so a band. They are so you know that I mean? band. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and it's just everything about what they do is just so perfect. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like I know those guys. 
Absolutely, yeah. I know those guys. <laughs> I mean, even when they're even when they're like murdering people, they're the same way. Like the I I I, I know we have, we're filled with spoilers, but I'm just going to warn everybody one more time because this is such a great moment in the movie. If you haven't seen it, maybe stop for a second and go watch it. Yeah, so I'll wait yeah. half a second. But when they all line up and they're about to kill her, the the singer starts. Uh, she, she says something like, "My name's Jennifer," and the lead singer's like, "Jennifer." And he kind of smiles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he starts saying this thing that most of you maybe are like, that sounds really familiar. And then you realize it's because it's to the song. um, What is the song? 8675309 Jenny. Yeah, Jenny. Yeah. And they sing that while they're murdering her, which is just delightful. (laughs) It's delightful. I was rubbing my hands together when that happened. That is the kind of moment that is almost at odds with the movie. Because it's like these guys are taking this girl out in the woods and jamming a huge Bowie knife into her a dozen times. And they're, you know, laughing about it. There's no gravitas. No. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like these aren't evil guys. Like the worst you could say is like they're kind of douchey. And and they're super stupid. <laughs> they're not the brightest. No. Like one of the band guys is like, "What kind of knife is that? It's wicked." And he's like, "It's a it's a, a Bowie knife." And he goes, "Bowie." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I giggled because that was hilarious. That's a great uh, line. <laughs> it, is, it is. The band is is definitely one of the highlights of of the entire movie. I also I loved Chip, the boyfriend, because he's. Yeah. He's not doing the typical boyfriend thing. He's, uh, which in these movies is normally, you know, what, why don't you want to be with me? And oh, you just yeah. want to be, you know, that whole thing. He's not, he's just a nice, supportive guy. He, he is, and I, I say this with love in my heart. I don't mean this as some sort of, Uh-oh. uh, <laughs> So I'm I'm leading up to uh, to this. He is absolutely young Neil. Uh, if you've seen Scott Scott Pilgrim versus the World, he plays young Neil in that movie, and that's the exact same character he is in this movie. Oh, he's like, okay. He's got the he's got the big doughy eyes, and he's like, you know, he has a personality, but he, he's also like kind of a bit of a puppy dog. Oh, he's totally and a puppy like, dog. Yeah, like you know, when he gets broken up with, he's like, okay. <laughs> You know, what he's I, like, what I do? He's kind of pouty about it. Like, well, okay, yeah. I guess, whatever. And then, and and he's horny in the way that nice high school boys are horny. Yeah, totally. And he's also, another great set of lines is when he is sort of, uh, when they're having sex. There are two lines around this. One is, he says, she's so, uh, um, Needy is screaming because she's seen through the eyes of uh jennifer or somehow i don't know if he's she's literally seeing it but she's experiencing the murder that jennifer's committing and so she's screaming while they're having sex and uh, oh <laughs> i know what you're gonna say <laughs> the boyfriend stops and he goes am i hurting you which is fine yeah but then he does this little smile like he's so proud of himself <laughs> it's like <laughs> excuse me it is so funny because he's obviously like he, he feels very good and then later on he says something about uh, that when they're breaking up and he says something about them having sex. And he's like, is it because we had sex for four minutes? And you could tell he meant that as like four whole minutes. Yeah. But you, <laughs> but you left out the 
you left out the best part of like, what is it? What is it? Okay. So you have to picture it's in his room. This is the most nice kids high school sex you've ever seen. Like it's just precious. It really is. It's so pure and delightful. Meanwhile, she's having visions of Jennifer perched on the arm of the chair like some kind of of pterodactyl blood gushing out of her mouth and a corpse next to her and she starts screaming and he asks if he's hurting her and then he asks bless his heart am i too big oh right he actually says it that's right oh it's so good but i love it's it's the line is funny but what's really funny is the little smile he does because it's like it's not, I mean, sure, he's concerned, but it's really, he's like, he's, there's a part of him where he's like, I hope you say yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I, and it's, it's, it's just, it's precious. It is really, really precious. Hey, Susan, you know what time of the year it is? It's cold out? Yes, yes. It's the holiday season. And of course, that means lots of great horror movies. Because <laughs> uh, when I think of Christmas, <laughs> yes, I think of corpses. <laughs> Yeah, so if you if you go to Shutter right now, you'll find they have this great list. They've got Rare Exports, they've got uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, all the creatures restoring, bunch of Black Christmas, bunch of great movies on there. Definitely want to check it out. I actually have not seen very many Christmas themed horror movies, so I'm really excited about this collection. And if you like me want to get into the holiday spirit by watching people die. You can check out Shudder on just about any platform you have. It's on Roku. It's on your phone. Yeah, it's your phone. on your toaster. It's, it's. I mean, if it, it's everywhere. it draws current, it gets Shudder. And it's $5.99 a month normally. But if you go to Shudder.com, S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com, and use the code BEASTIES, B-E-A-S-T-I-E-S, like long-legged beasties, you get your first 30 days free. So that's an opportunity for you to go enjoy the holidays with a lot of death. And you can survive the year 2020 just on your Shutter subscription for free. One of the things I, I do really like in the movie is the scene. Okay, so Jennifer, uh, Needy is now on to Jennifer. She knows that some kind of demonic something is going on. She has started to push back against Jennifer. Like Jennifer will call her up and be like, hey, come over. And Needy's shooting her down. She's telling her no for the first time that we see, at least. Possibly the first time ever. And Needy comes home one night and Jennifer is waiting for her in bed. So they can have a sleepover like they used to. And this is the point. Where Jennifer's just like, look, I just want to tell you what's going on, okay? And she lays it all out. She tells her exactly what happened in the woods. What's going on? Yeah, I eat people, but now look, look, hey, look at how cool it is, what what it does to me. She like carves open her arm and then it heals. She's like, isn't that great? And it's, I like it because that normally does not happen in these kind of movies. Normally it's like, no, no, I'm fine. Nothing's wrong with me. She's just telling her best friend oh yeah okay you should know this are we still cool that's where where it comes down on it she's not uh uh sorry about the fact that she's been killing people she's not at all repentant she's not ashamed she's not 
also not threatening needy or anything. She really just is like, this is, this is what's going on. And, uh, FYI. So how's it going? And I thought that was a refreshing, I did not expect that. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think that is cool. Cause I, I was like, one of the things I hate, um, in horror movies is the whole like confusion that can be very easily solved. Or, yeah. If you like, have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, you know, having them both pretend that they, you know, don't know what's going on would have yeah. been really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she lays it all out there and uh, it, 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 I think that leads to the sort of the kissing scene, yep. which, you know, a lot of people have talked about. Um, which is interesting, you know, those two being side by side, because it is sort of, um, I think both of those speak to their relationship. Right. You know, I think on some level, maybe the reason Jennifer's doing this is she's basically saying, look, you know, I do have something else. I'm not just the the pretty girl. Yep. I can also kill people and get yep. them and I'll live forever and I'll always be the pretty girl. Yep. Um, and so there's that part of the relationship. And then the other part, which is, you know, throughout the episode, there are little jokes and little sly hints that maybe needy has other feelings for jennifer mm-hmm. um and so we see that sort of come to fruition and quickly pass it's interesting because it is while i think it was an important moment in the movie it's a really weird they do this long kiss and then suddenly it was like okay we got that over with let's talk about some some other stuff now and it was like that's weird <laughs> like why? That, well, i thought it's... that was a weird way of of, of shifting gears so quickly it, so they, they clearly have been physical with each other before, that Jennifer alludes to such. Right. She says, uh, play, what was it? Uh, boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah, we right, can play right. boyfriend, girlfriend like we used to. And I saw it as her trying to manipulate. It's like the last arrow oh, in her quiver to, right. to get Needy back on her side is like, okay, well, I've tried this and I've tried this and I've tried this and you keep pushing me away. This is my one move I've got left. And right. that doesn't work. And at that point, that after that, that's when Jennifer goes after Needy's boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so she's basically – Falling back on what she thinks is her last uh, line of defense or attack, right. which is her body, like right? The physicality, right? Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then it, it introduces some interesting stuff. Like we get this, I think, pretty fun fight scene between uh, Jennifer and Needy, and essentially the corpse of, of Needy. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. kind of there, but not really. He's hanging on. He's hanging on until the very end. Yeah, but he's not. He's not very useful. Not well. No. It's kind of a weight, a weight around her neck, literally. And maybe, maybe that was meant to be sort of a metaphor that like he's holding her back. Um, Mm, But yeah. Uh, Well, I'm curious what you think about the sort of bookends of this movie, which Mm, is, mm -hmm. it opens up with her in an asylum. Needy in an asylum. I'm sorry, needy in an asylum and ends with her escaping the asylum. But the question is, is that necessary? Uh, I, yeah, I, so she ends up in the asylum uh, after this big fight uh, where, so uh, uh, Jennifer has seduced Chip, taken him off to this this really cool location of like an abandoned pool that the school used to use. And 
has taken a big chunk out of his neck, so he's dying. And then Needy shows up, and there's a fight. And after uh, Chip dies, after that, Needy tracks Jennifer back to her house, brings a box cutter, stabs her in the heart. At which point Jennifer's mom walks in and sees that sees Needy straddling Jennifer with you know box cutter in hand. Yeah. So that's why can't, she's. Can't, you can't really talk your your way out of that. One. Not really. No, there's no. Yeah, no dodging that one. And that's why she ends up in the asylum, which I was okay with. Like seeing like she's the movie starts with her in the asylum, and we see at the end of the movie, ah, that's why you're in the asylum. Cool. Although that kind of doesn't square with because in the in the beginning she's talking about how she gets so many letters yeah that i mean so i guess we obviously don't see this but one would assume that there was a trial Mm. that she pled i guess uh not guilty by reason of insanity Mm. that she was sentenced to an asylum and that has become she has become some sort of cult figure among people who worship serial killers i mean all of that that's a lot of assuming (laughs) but yeah i guess and, you know, I, I can kind of see that, but I like that's a sort of weird little that goes back to, I think, the way a Diab- uh, uh, Diablo uh, Cody sort of does her writing. I feel mm. like there there is a bit of that like tongue in cheek. We're going to just zip through this. And you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I guess I guess that's what's happened. And then, you know, we we get the one. It's funny. I, I actually do like that. We uh the way they set it up, I thought was really clever. Uh, they talk about uh, she talks. She's talking about herself in the asylum, and at one point says that she's a uh, a k i c k e r kicker, and and then proceeds to show someone coming up to talk to her about the fact that she's eating essentially generic pop tarts for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and needy turns around and kicks her all the way across the room and into a table, which breaks. Yeah. Which leaves everybody thinking, what? Okay, what's going on here? Which is, I think, a great setup for the end, which is where we learn that maybe getting a, a getting getting bitten by a demon gives you some sort of superpowers, I guess, without yeah. making it evil. Yeah, like you can get a distilled version of the demonic powers. So she got, I, I think what we're supposed to come away with is she got the super strength. Yeah. And she can now levitate, which is fun. Oh, right. Yeah. But she doesn't have to eat anybody. Yeah. It seems like if if I were if I were, you know, shopping for demonic powers, I would probably choose column B over column A. Like I would give up being immortal if all I got was super strength and uh and levitation mm-hmm. but didn't have to kill people. Like mm-hmm. that's what I would go for. What would you go for? <sighs> super I, I that that healing is pretty great. It is, but it, there is a cost. What's a what do we think? It's a body a month? Is that what we're thinking? Oh yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna eat anybody to Yeah, no. Sorry. <laughs> I thought I, I, I can imagine you over there right now like thinking, hmm, who would I eat? Yeah, no, no, I'm not I mean I got some nominees, but no, I can't think of anything that that would oh like I would have I'm 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 the jerk. I'm like, yeah, okay, if it'll do world peace, I'll eat somebody a month, you know? Yeah, there there are enough people out there. You could like go kill terrorists and eat them. That you see what I'm be, saying? Yeah, exactly. That's a full time job. Like then you're not going to enjoy your abilities. Right? Well, there's that's, I mean, that's also that that you're you're not wrong about that. But here's the, what doesn't work 
So uh, the you know we 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 uh, the beginning of the movie it's Needy talking about how she's in the asylum. She kicks someone. She gets put into solitary. At the end of the movie, we see her in solitary, and that's when we see her escape. She just le- basically just walks off the grounds because she's going to go, uh, and we see her hitchhiking to go find the band, oh, right. and yeah. she hunts them down and she kills the band. Yes, which we see in the kind of post during credit scene. Yeah, so you could say flashes. Um, it's funny, by the way, that Lance Henriksen is the one who picks her up. Um, I, I'd have to see what else he was working on at the time to yeah. see if like, is that a wink and a nod to something or is it just because it's Lance and Henriksen and like, why not? And it could be either. <laughs> and it really honestly could be either one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see 2000 and this came out in 2009. So yeah, he was actually in a, I think he was, had not been really doing anything. Yeah. Cause um, millennium was the last TV show he was in, I think. Yeah. So he was in a bit of a, a, a slump. I mean, he made like four movies that year, but I mean, in terms of like, <laughs> Lance, a Lance slump, we'll call it a Lance slump. Uh, yeah, just looking at it, uh, it doesn't look like he, you know, he didn't have an ongoing series really that he was in. Uh, so he just did this as like, you know me, I've been in everything. I'm awesome. I'm going to pick this person. He carpooled with J.K. Simmons and was like just hanging around and they're like, hey, right. you you want to be the... <laughs> right. Want to be the guy who picks he, her up? He's actually the guy who suggested the hook. He's like, yeah. you know what you need to do. <laughs> I love the hook. I do. I absolutely it is love so it. Funny. It's so weird that they did that. I love they never ever address it or explain it. That's what makes it perfect. The best part is where he hands the tissue to the jock who's crying in class. Yeah. That's, yes. Oh god, it's so good. But I don't. Why is she breaking out then? That's kind I, of what I don't. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, like that's sure. Like she's breaking out then because she's finished telling us her story. But well, exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's that's right. the truth of it. But yeah. I, like, I love that she breaks out to go hunt down the band because that makes perfect sense. And and we get the nice callback of the the devil's kettle, where there's right. this whirlpool at the at the bottom of the falls, and they have no idea where it comes out. And that's where the band threw the knife that they used to kill Jennifer. And she finds it. Great. That's by fun. The, by the way, those scientists who invested all that time trying to figure it out. And it actually just dumps along the side of the road. Yeah. They need better scientists. They really do. <laughs> they really do. I feel like you could have had some kind of like little transmitter that you chucked down yeah. there that you could anyway. Or, or like walk 10 feet away and found it or There's whatever. also like, that. Well, I don't think I, to be fair, I don't think the asylum is necessarily in town. Right. Yeah. We have no idea where, where it is. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, I love that she, I love that she does that. And I like the way that that is handled in, during the, the credits that you just see the, the, remnants of what happened after she tracked down the band who by the way are in a very big hotel room because they have made it as rock stars their yeah. sacrifice worked and that that's so, fun so this is what i'm curious about yeah this is, i'm gonna become pedantic i'm sorry okay. i apologize in advance but if the sacrifice was not done properly which we know it wasn't because that's the whole premise of the movie right then why did they get the goods or did they not get the goods and was it just like you know you always had that power within you. Was it like a Wizard of Oz moment? That's kind of what I'm... I, okay. What would be more fun is if it's that second one. 
but I think it's probably the 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 part that didn't work. Like they still they did still sacrifice somebody. Yeah, Satan's like I'll take it. Yeah, it's like all right, whatever, <laughs> fine. Close enough. Yeah, she just she just didn't. I I guess the the not working part of that is your victim can stand up and go find you and rip your throat out. Yeah, it's uh, which it is, is. I mean, she could have if they hadn't left town. Right. Yeah, and I one wonders why she didn't actually do go like like they were back. They came back, which also is a little weird. But they came back for the high school dance, the prom dance. You would think that she'd want to, you know, seek revenge. But well, she why? She's not mad at them. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Um, there's a line, and I can't remember what it is, talking about the band and how delightful they are, mm-hmm. where they're all in the van driving out and she says something like i can't remember she says something like you're not going to hurt me there's like a lot of asides a lot of looking at each other like you know like oh boy she doesn't know what she's in store for yeah (laughs) but it's it's good i like that i like i think you could make a whole movie about this this band of idiots screwing up sacrifices that could be a tv series oh i just uh, the one band thing i love is when they're they're in the woods and the drum, I think it's the drummer, is having second thoughts. And he says to the lead singer, you know, something like, you know, I don't know if, if this is a, really oh, right. the right way to do it. And the lead singer kind of talks him down and says, you know, just go get the ritual out of the van. And he does. And then he turns to the other bandmate. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, I, and that's such a wonderful in-joke about how bands are about drummers. I just yeah. loved it. Yeah. I, I, it is funny that it's the drummer. Wait, is it the drummer who's, who's wussing out? I thought it was like the other guitarist or something. Oh, was, was it? Okay. I thought it was yeah, the drummer, I think, but I could be wrong. It, it's the other like front guy who oh, at okay. the beginning, like the way I viewed him, I thought he was like the big baddie because, oh. because the singer, the lead singer is talking to him and it sounds like he's like, does, is she the right one? And the guy's like, well, I don't know if she's going to be. He seemed like he might have been in charge. Oh, I but, yeah. Okay. But then obviously we find very quickly he's not. Um, but yeah, everything about the way they treat the band is great. I, and I think ultimately that's the thing that I like about this movie. It's not necessarily the cohesive uh, cohesiveness of the entire movie. Mm-hmm. It's not the beginning to end. It's that there are a lot of little funny moments that are not laugh out loud funny, mm-hmm. but they're just weird and kind of humorous like the animals all gathering to watch her eat this poor poor football player who mm-hmm. who doesn't understand why i mean we don't even understand why they're gathering but we know it's not to watch them have sex no <laughs> um, I, I, but like those scenes are just great yes and i i completely agree that there are all these really strong moments throughout the movie it just really bothers me that they're not put together better and i uh, to be fair i do have to recognize my own bias because of the way this movie is marketed because if you if you look at the posters for it first of all it's called jennifer's body yeah and it's megan fox so do the math there then when you see the posters for it it's it's her in a, a skimpy cheerleader outfit with the words written on her bare torso or it's her there's a there's a scene where she's on the phone with needy and she's testing her healing abilities and she sticks her tongue out and burns the tip of it 
it's and that's a still you see all the time is her just with her tongue out like uh. yeah and it's i understand why that happened because i know how things work but that bothers me <laughs> yeah i mean it's definitely I, the question is is it sexualizing megan fox or is it is it sort of poking fun at or underscoring the issue of sexualizing Megan Fox. No, it's 100% sexualizing Megan Fox. There's no question. (laughs) Because like the whole plot sort of does revolve around the fact that she sexualizes herself and that she uses her body to, you know, get her way. Um, I think it's weird. I I actually think the name, uh, there is a disconnect there because it is like, you know, what she's not dead. So it is then you're talking about this sexualization of a body, but it's not fully realized. It's not explored in a way. Exactly. Exactly. Like the band uses her body in a very specific way. She uses other bodies in a very specific way. She uses her own body. Like that thought is present, but again, it's not developed in a sophisticated enough way to play off the name. And so you're just left with <laughs> hot girl. Yeah. So uh, changing topics a little, but did you realize that the effect that shows her opening her mouth was a real effect? Shut up. Really? Yeah. Well, so there's a little green screening going on, but they actually had a full appliance that they attached. I don't think they actually attached it to her face. I think they had a face, um, a face double yeah. come in. But yeah, there's that. I, it's funny because it does not, it looks like CGI. It really uh, does. It, it's very good. The effect is very good. Yeah, but it was, it was literally, they had this appliance that they attached to her face that was basically, her real mouth was then inside it. So they put another jaw basically on top of her jaw. Wow. And then it would open up and they would green out the inside so you couldn't see that it was her face inside. But I like see. How, but yeah, so apparently when they were making this, it took so long to put that prop on her that they ended up bringing in a, a, I guess, not really a face, a head double, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and use that person because otherwise they would have lost like an entire day of shooting every time they had to deal oh, with this. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So uh, cool though, because I, like like I said, I, it would have never struck me as being a real effect. No, no, no. Like a practical effect, it never crossed my mind because what, what totally happens is that. her – her her jaws unhinge and then also these huge needle like teeth come out it's a really great effect it's it's how it's 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 doesn't happen a lot which they don't overuse it which is really really smart but it's just yeah. that sort of underlining of like oh no 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 girl girlfriend's a demon bad yeah. things are happening Oh no! Oh no! It's serious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got the reference. Most people wouldn't have. Got that. <laughs> uh, so, on that stupid joke note, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, let's. Uh, you want to talk about um, about uh, categories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so so she's a she's a killer, right? Uh, well, okay. So is she not a, she's a demon though, right? She, she is at least part demon. Yes, for sure. There's, you know, 
It's interesting because they never explain this, and there's no indication, no way to interpret this, but is she possessed or is she fully a demon? She's... How do I... Hmm. We never see her struggling against the nature of what's happening to her. That's why no. it makes it hard to no. like, figure it yeah. out. No, yeah. Because she's still, she's still definitely part human. She's still definitely part her. No right. question about that. She just now has this physical attribute, which comes from a demon. So I don't think it's... She's not possessed so much as she's all kind of like a transplant recipient. So she's demonic, but not necessarily a demon. There you go. Yes. Yes. Okay. So... So, yeah, I'm, I'm just... I'm, I'm thinking here. Um, would that then be... Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you could think of, you could say occult or paranormal, but that's not, you're not afraid of that element of it. Right, right. No, you're afraid of her. Right, which is the by, happens to be the byproduct of, of, of paranormal, some sort of paranormal occult activity. True. But once it's happened, she's now changed. So right. it'd be like, it, you know, if someone came in and gave her a machete and she decided to start using it, but instead of a machete, they've given her... Demonic, demonic powers. Yeah. Yep. Powers. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 So, yeah, I mean, so, okay, if we rule out paranormal. Yeah, I don't think it's paranormal. No. Mm-hmm. And and I'll say it right up front. I don't think it's psychological. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not science, not nature. Uh, so we're left with killer. It's not gore, I don't think. So killer or creature? I don't think it's a creature. You think she's still rem- there's enough of her for yes, her. Yes. 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 She's she's not like a facsimile of Jennifer. She's still Jennifer. Yeah, that's true. And and like all of her actions seemingly are fueled by her being Jennifer. Yes. Yes, she is she is Jennifer now fulfilling a different set of needs with or, the or tools maybe- that are available to her. Or maybe like the same ones, not the eating part, but everything else. Right, right. But but right. now has the ability to fully realize it. Like right. she can get rid of get rid of her um her, you know, the people that she doesn't like. Yeah. Like literally, instead of like, you know, having to do it in some sort of deft emotional way. Right, 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 right. Right. Okay. So okay. So then then uh killer. Killer, definitely, yep. And then what about what about killer a call? no she's not using well she's using she so she's killing people with her sharpie sharp teeth mhm so uh, but but uh, hmm but, uh... I mean, so it, it's not going to be t- like she's not. I don't think it'd be fair to call her serial killer. Oh no 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 no. She's not a no. spree killer. She's, nah, she's not nah. a slasher. Um, no. Not home invasion. It's not a game. No. Nope. She's doing it. She's doing it like a vampire to extend her life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is, yes. So, what about Killer Succubus? Well, that's what she is in the, right. in the movie. 
Um, and and the counter argument would be if you're saying succubus, why wouldn't it be creature succubus? Um, but I think we're saying that at least my feeling is that that her killer, her her desire to kill has always sort of been there. That's what I think. I I wouldn't say her desire to kill, but her willingness to discard yes. people. Yes, yes. To use and discard people has always been there. That's the entire way she goes right. through life. And now it's just, it's gone up another notch, but it's right, the same right. thing for yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's why it's killer. That's yeah. why it's not creature. Yeah. So killer succubus then? Or what do you I think? think so. I mean, no, I think that works. I do. I do. Okay. I think that works. All right. Let me uh, let me bring up the old spreadsheet. Hold on one second here. Yes. If you're new to the show, we're not joking about the spreadsheet. It exists, and Brian actually fills it in at the end of every show. And if you would like to see the spreadsheet, you can find it at Patreon.com/slash/LongleggedBeasties, and you can see the other films that we have already covered, as well as the massive list of movies that Brian just assembled one day because he felt like it. Well, to be fair, I had watched so many movies that I had gotten sick of the fact that I'd be like 10 minutes into a movie and be like, wait a minute, I saw this. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I've done so that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm making a list. So I've seen, I haven't seen all of these, but I've seen definitely more than half, probably more than three quarters. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of these movies. Wow. That is, um, I mean, there's like more than a thousand on there, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. There are 1,048. We need to add two more. Uh, there are 1,048 movies on here. And uh, I have been methodically now, I have these gaps. Uh, so I've been going back and trying to watch some of the really old ones, which mm. are sometimes hard to find, like mm-hmm. Le Inferno, which is uh, not easy to find, or Haxon, which is also fantastic, but not easy to find. So I've been kind of going back and trying to fill in those gaps. Then I'm finally going to get to a point where it's like, you know, I have like, 20 movies missing from the 70s or 80s that I have to just gotcha. Watch. I don't have to watch them, but you know, I, I'm a little OCD in that way. Just a bit. Um, so cool. So we we've we've classified this movie. We have. We have put it in its proper place. And uh I don't know. I, I just uh, I'm just aggravated by this movie. This movie just aggravates me. <laughs> if you I still like it, would you watch it again? <sighs> More importantly, would you recommend it to anybody else to watch? I think it is definitely worth watching, yes. Okay. All right. It is. But uh, although I would give them the proviso, like, if you don't like Diablo Cody's writing, this ain't going to change your mind. So I I do think that's a fair caveat. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. So if you are listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you for listening. If you would like to be one of the people who gets to vote on movies and forces me to watch things that are going to drive me bananas, you can do that. All you need is a dollar and an internet connection. Go over to patreon.com slash legged beasties and become a patron. If you don't have money to put towards that, totally understand because it's the holiday season and your money might be going towards other things. That's okay. Just spread the word. Lead us a re- leave us a review. Uh, perhaps put the link uh, on the bottom of your Christmas cards, your holiday cards that you send out, and tell people to give us a listen. However, if you back us at the $10 level or above, then you uh, get a lovely shout out because we appreciate you just a little bit more than everybody else. 
Josh Nichols, Perry Marsden, Michael Coffey, Patrick Markey, Elizabeth Richeson, Joseph Crescenti, that guy, James Fudge, my dear friend, and Michael Thomas. Thank you all so very much for your support. It really means a lot, and we genuinely appreciate you. So thank you. Yes. Brian, where can the lovely people find you on the internets? They can find me on padandpixel.com. Uh, they can also find me on a new um, podcast that was just launched that explores the history of Lego games. It's super cool, oh, you guys. I'm, I'm so psyched. Uh, it's an official one uh, from the Lego group, and it's called Bits and Bricks. Uh, that's a letter N with a little apostrophe after it to make it impossible to find. Um, <laughs> or, you know, just look anywhere. Or you can find me on Twitter. Uh, at Crescenti B, as in driving Susan Bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S, Bananas. Nice. I like that. That was good. Uh, you. You, you can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt or over at my other podcast, which is where we talk about video games. And that, that one is called Continue. And that'll do it for another episode of Shay Longlegged. No, it's not what it's called. It's called Longlegged Beasties. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.